Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Kim Crawford Wines. Kim Crawford invites you to savor amazing with a chilled glass of New Zealand's finest. Named in the Wine Spectator Top 100 list four times. Every sip of Kim Crawford Sauvignon Blanc is filled with tropical fruit flavors like passion fruit and citrus to help you experience golden hour how you see fit. Visit KimCrawfordWines.com to learn more and find Kim Crawford Wine near you. Savor amazing. For those 21 and over, please savor responsibly. Constellation Imports, Rutherford, California. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff Mom Never Told You, production of iHeartRadio. So, listeners, um, before we get into this one and to, to my question, uh, I did want to just preface this by saying we're, we're in the final stretch of, of 2020, believe <laughs> it or not. And Samantha and I are working on a bunch of episodes about, you know, what, <laughs> what happened to us in 2020 and what's coming in 2021. Um, but because we do have uh, some. Some vacation times coming up, which will mostly be spent probably in our apartments. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> I'm very excited about, to be honest. Um, some of these episodes are going to be more relaxed, uh, lower key, and sort of our own thoughts about um, this year and what's coming in the next year and uh, all of that. <laughs> and, and that brings me to my question. I wanted to ask you, we do have an episode coming up on, on 2020, looking back, but what is one thing in this year that has been very, frankly, rough, uh, oh. to say the least? What has been one of your favorite things of 2020? Favorite or most rough things? Favorite. Oh. I wasn't ready. Like, I'm making a very, like... Yeah, her eyes are like, wide. I'm like, oh, no, what do I say? Uh, very... My favorite, favorite thing. You got to give me a second. Well, Let's edit this seconds out. It, uh, it doesn't have to be your favorite thing, because we're going to talk about some of that stuff later. Right. But, like, just one thing that you've... You know, it could be silly. It could be, like... You know uh, what? Yes, I have. Because yes. I, I f- keep forgetting. Like, last night, as we as I was reading this episode and doing our uh, research or outline, not even research for this one, I was just thinking about the fact that we went to L.A. this year. And yeah. not only did we go to L.A., we went for our job. So to mm-hmm. me, my favorite thing this year was such a phenomenal thing that I got out of social work and I got out of the uh, 
the dreads of casework and social work and, and feeling like I had to invest my time so much into a job to doing this, which I do invest and I enjoy it and I can research and I'm learning new things, but people aren't dependent on me. Like lives aren't dependent on me. Right. And that's been a new phenomenon for me. So this has been an amazing year for that. As bad as everything else has gone, like it's not necessarily one thing, but the transition of my uh, own life was a big deal. Coming from a background which was so very little appreciated. Uh, and I say that because I was paid minimum wage. I was looked over. I was blamed for things. I saw people die. Like stuff like that to yeah. being able to enjoy uh, being able to set my own times, to sit with you, to brainstorm ideas that actually can be accepted. Having Eve's on and advocating for us, our executive producer, it's been new for me. Like I'm like f- like floored by that, as well as mm-hmm. the fact that we get to travel when we were traveling <laughs> once upon a time mm-hmm. uh, for our job and being able to enjoy that. That's been really really fun for me. So looking back on that, even though that was like what February of this year, yes, February. <laughs> uh, I know. Like I was like that's that ten thousand years ago, but that was something that I really enjoyed about this year, and I really appreciated it. Like we got to do an adventure. Mm-hmm. based on my job and not just yeah. doing things where we talk about the death of children and preventing the death of children. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as as rough as it's been, I have to remember, wow, I made a huge transition this year. You did. Um, because my life has been made up of social service. Like even from jump, like I worked in childcare in high school, went to school for social work, but took off a year to work at a children's home for a full year with uh, at-risk girls and teens, and then back to defects, to being a nanny, to being back into social work again. So that has been a complete shift for me. So yeah, I guess that's been my favorite, quote unquote, thing for the year. Just oh, wow. That, right? That's big. That is big. That that makes mine, all of mine feel very silly. No, um, but it's great though. <laughs> I do. I fondly remember our trip to LA, especially our time at Disneyland. Yes which was successful. Um, I had a wonderful time at that puppet festival in Montreal in March, early March. Um, And I made like friends that have lasted there and I'm excited to see again, hopefully one day. One day. (laughs) One day. Um, And it does feel like that was a different time, right? right? But it was this year and I do fondly remember that. And I honestly have um, some fond memories that we're going to share in our 2020 episode that are much sillier about, like, the etiquette of Skype. Or I I have things that I have really enjoyed about this very stressful time. Right. Uh, And we will be coming back to that for sure. And all the things we learned about ourselves. (laughs) Oh, you know, honestly, this has been a huge year of self-growth for me, and it continues. Like, I've figured out things about why I react to certain stimuli or certain situations in certain ways, and I'm like, oh, it's because, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, So definitely, like, mindfulness and learning a lot about myself has been 2020. (laughs) And about other people. It's been interesting. Yeah. um, Yeah. 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 Just looking distantly and trying to remember everything. <laughs> it's a lot. I'm actually having a weird kind of I don't I, I don't know that I would call it joyous, but it's just strange to me. I know it's a joke at this point of how time feels so different in 2020. But I'll be like, oh yeah, that happened this year. Right. I've had that. Oh. 
And I, I like I have people that I'm following on Twitter. They keep messing with me because they're like, it's TGIF. And like they did that yesterday. And I'm like, mm-hmm. is it really? And realizing yeah. they're not, they're joking. And it takes me a minute mm-hmm. to be like, holy crap. It's Friday? No, it's not Friday. Oh, no, it's Wednesday. Like, mm-hmm. I need y'all to stop messing with me like that. <laughs> you know what's happening to me right now? I, you probably do. But my my quest to get Mark Hamill to tweet at me is continues. Um, but I've kind of given up on it because I'm too shy and I'm like fine with that. Uh, but people have taken it under their wing to yeah. do it. So now every time I get a Twitter no- notification, it's like a small heart attack. <laughs> it's... It's really fun. It's like both joyous and terrifying. And I'm getting a lot of them right now because I I don't normally uh, post or um, use my personal Twitter, but a friend of the the show, Holly Fry mm-hmm. of Stuff You Miss in History Class, made me say it on a recent episode of Movie Crush. I love that. Uh, to help this happen. And now I'm getting a lot more followers than I've ever gotten. Ooh. And so I'm getting a lot more notifications. And everyone, I'm like... <gasps> so popular. And it's by it. a lot more, I mean like five more. Yeah, no, you're so popular. <laughs> if anyone wants to follow me, I'm at Annie Reese, by the way, just A N N E Y R E S E. But know that you will be playing a mini prank on me by following me <laughs> because, because of that moment. It's <gasps> um, fantastic. Yes, yes. But anyway, well, I'll keep you posted on what happens with that. But um, it is the holiday season. Again, believe it or not. And uh, it has been a very trying and, and tiresome year. And so we decided that we were going to talk a bit about some of our favorite things, um, which is funny because the outline is called Favorite Things, and that song is stuck in my head yeah. every time. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Um, as a sort of let's celebrate because we survived so far moment, um, we do have we do have happy hour drinks. Yes, we're making yes. this our happy hour, which, by the way, may be a thing for us later in the future. Um, also, just to kind of put this out there, we are talking about our childhood memories and then our reactions to that. And if you want to keep some Christmas children's dreams intact, I'll leave that yeah. as you know. I'm not going to say exactly what I mean by that. Uh, I would say maybe don't listen with your young children uh, so that they can continue to dream merrily of Christmas. <laughs> Goodness. Man, now I'm like, what are you going to say? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, okay, so hopefully that's long enough space and time that you're like, okay, I, I don't want my children to listen. I'm talking about Santa Claus. I, uh, I figured. Yeah. I was like, no, are no, you no. coming out hard here? Well, no, because that's a... Being a nanny, a former nanny, that's a sensitive subject. People oh, I know. have a lot of conversations and a lot of opinions about this. I know. Oh, believe me. Um, and I will also say... Um, oh, I think it was three years ago. Uh, and I know I've talked about it before, but uh, my friend Katie came on the show and she talked about her love of um, Hallmark and Lifetime holiday movies. Mm-hmm. And in that, she made a really good point of um, a lot of the things we're going to mention are not feminist. I'll just say right. it right at the front. Right. And we know that and we'll discuss that. But a lot of those things that you loved as a kid that have really nostalgic memory for you, she made the point, maybe watch it again as an adult before you show it to your kids. Not that you don't have to show it to them, but some of these older things have some messaging in there you might not want to pass on to your kids. And you can totally just talk about, like, talk about that. It doesn't right. mean you don't show them that. But you would be surprised. Like, the first time I watched the Claymation Rudolph as an adult, I was like, whoa. <laughs> There's so many problematic things. 
Yeah, and it's it's still it's still something that I enjoy, and right. I can I can separate that out. But just to put that out there too, because some of the things we're mentioning, I know a lot of you probably share a similar love, a nostalgic love for. Uh, but worth watching again before showing to your kids. Right, right, always in anything. It's also kind yes, of like watching absolutely. any movie, and you're only like, oh, that is really yeah. sexual. I don't remember that. Yeah, and I, I mean there are certain instances of that, right, where kids won't pick up on it. Right, um, but just. Uh, yeah, that is a good advice all the time. But it's, I feel like Christmas movies in particular, I've been kind of shocked as an adult right. about some of the things in there. <laughs> so speaking of Christmas movies, let's talk about those, yeah. our favorite holiday movies. And yes, I know that a lot of the ones I'm about to list are not feminist at all. No, no, no. In fact, I think I think I've said this before. I feel like most holiday movies that I watch are hapless dads getting way more credit than they deserve for, like, realizing they have a family (laughs) and then being there for their family that's one day a Christmas and finding that one special gift. Like, the wife is always like, you're never there for us. And she's painted in such a shrill, annoying light. Mm-hmm. And she says, you know, I just need you to get do this one thing. And then, of course, he doesn't do it. And then he goes on this adventure to do it and learns all this lesson. And the family is healed and he's the hero. And I feel like if you showed that from the wife's perspective, <laughs> right? <laughs> she's been doing all of this work. She asked you to do the one thing. Right. And you're just annoyed she asked you and you didn't do it. And they definitely does. It definitely does seem like the women and the wives are secondary. The mothers are just like either antagonists, yes, or just uh, a secondary character just to look pretty. Like that's what it feels like. Yeah, yeah. And I, it does annoy me how many how many of the things I like. I, okay, let's go through the list. Right, you'll you'll see what right. I mean. Um, so I have to mention first the holiday special. The Star Wars Holiday Special, which I did just watch the Lego one. It was super cute. But, I mean, Chewbacca is an absent father. Absolutely. He's not there for his family. They're always wondering if he's dead. (laughs) He's dead. You know, they're showing the framed picture of him asking where he is. I tell you. And now, okay, so I have this dream of writing a a holiday special fan fiction. It's going to be like You're going to do a, wait. I need to clarify. Yeah. You're going to do a fan fiction of the holiday special. Yes. <sighs> and it's going to be... <laughs> I'm not going to publish it anywhere. I would never subject anyone to that. But it's going to be Mala, and who's Chewbacca's wife, by the way, because that's ridiculous to expect people to know that. And these are the creepiest looking creatures. Like, you think that they yes. would be adorable, especially the little no. baby one. He's the creepiest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, they're terrifying. It's scary. As you said, Samantha, it would have scared me as a kid. Oh, um, and and Lando and Boba Fett. And now, I recently learned that, no joke, they originally were going to put Harrison Ford Han Solo with a Wookiee. So, they, they just thought people were, quote, not ready. Um, <laughs> with the Wookiee? What do you mean? He was going to be with a Wookiee. Like, like oh, romantically. Dating? Oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Yeah. thought so, you meant, like, physically. I'm like, obviously, he is with the Wookiee. I don't. Okay. No, 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 no. Got you, got you. Together. In a romantic sense. In a romantic way. Okay, yes. biblically. <laughs> As they say in, in the Life Day holiday <laughs> special. Uh, but this was actually a friend, Katie, again, she recommended I do this when I was contacting her about how sad the fan fiction I'm currently writing is. And she was like, you need a break. And she, this was her idea. So I must Let's, give credit where credit is there due. There you go. 
Um, I probably will never finish my current fanfiction, so I'll never get to this, but I have dreams. Um, so aside from that, aside from that, um, every year I have a couple classics that I watch. I don't know that I'm going to get to them this year because I am on such a Star Wars bender and I've only done three so far, but A Christmas Story, The Santa Claus, The Grinch Who Stole Christmas, The Animated One, Elf, Home Alone 1 and 2, A Muppet Christmas Story, Jingle All the Way, The Supernatural Christmas Episode, Nightmare Before Christmas. Now, of that list, A Christmas Story, The Santa Claus, Elf, uh, I don't know about Muppet Christmas Story, maybe. Jingle All the Way, they all fit the dad, hapless dad, who is not really a good father and then like has some kind of Christmas experience right. that makes him a good father. Well, The Nightmare Before Christmas is on many a feminist list for Christmas movies. Is it really? Yes. I mean, the thing about... I can see that, but the, it, it does still feel like Sally is... I guess not a manic pixie dream girl, but she's trying to get him to see Jack Skellington to, like, change and see that he's he's fine the way he is. Right. <laughs> I don't know. There's still that kind of element to it, but um, I can see I can see the argument for that. Yeah. I mean, again, when we talk about these movies and talk about they're not really feminist, trying to find a movie for our Feminist mm-hmm. Movie Friday has been really difficult. And it's just coming down to the point that we're like, we're just going to have to argue both sides for these. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we and we did discuss that currently there are a lot of LGBTQ plus holiday movies coming out, but right. we wanted to do something that probably a lot of you have already seen. Right. Um, and that we've seen, because there's always a risk of choosing a movie we haven't seen. Uh, I mean, that could be a really interesting conversation. But... Um, yeah, it is hard to find a feminist holiday movie. I think it's becoming easier. Right. But a lot uh, of these classics that we watch every year, no. Problematic. And I will say, like, I'm sure people are going to mention Black Christmas, uh, the remake in 2019, yes. because it's been held as one of the you know iconic, soon-to-be mm-hmm. iconic feminist um, uh, holiday movies. And we do want to see that. But I think I hate the holiday so much. And mm-hmm. I'll just put that as a, in, in there. And there's so many other, like, there's a lot of background reasons for that. Uh Watching a movie that's a revenge film seemed a little too much for me. Yeah. So I will yeah. say that's part of the reason we didn't. But eventually we do want to come back to it because I do find that fascinating anyway because I do love, love those types of films. Just not right now when it gets dark at 4 p.m. as well as yeah. it's the holidays and the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, and I've seen the original, the original Black Christmas and it is, it's, Shocking how shocking it is to me as a uh, a modern woman. Right. It's made in the 1970s, and right. I watch it, and there's this whole abortion storyline. Uh, there's like a stalker storyline, and it's legitimately unsettling and upsetting. Right. Um, but yeah, we will we will return to that one day, but not now. Um, I did want to mention before we get to your list that I didn't know a lot of these uh, Hallmark movies were filmed in uh, my hometown of Dahlonega, Georgia. It's cool. You know, they, it's got that cute feel. And so I could definitely see it being Christmas Village mm-hmm. for many. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for yeah. For many. Yeah. So I think that, that sets it up. Yeah, I feel the same way. It's definitely one of those things that uh, make me reflect on how some of my traditions are some things that I have to look back on and be like, maybe yeah. there's some of the misogyny mixed into my traditions and understanding of the season mm-hmm. and the things I like to see. Uh, because a lot of the movies that I actually love for the holidays end up being like a romantic comedies, which I'm all about, you know, uh, as my friend and many people talk about babysit your brain movies. 
Yeah. Where you just shut it off and just like watch something ridiculous and just move on and hope for a happy ending. Uh, which, as much as I love it, it can be problematic. Uh, yeah. Like, as I've learned what Bechtel test is, even though I've heard it so many times, many of these movies do not no. fall and do not pass. Uh, like, while you were sleeping, it's definitely got that family feel, but it's definitely about two brothers that she is faking. And if uh, I think, like, we talked, I've seen an article where they talk about if they reverse, uh, in a lot of these, if they were uh, gender reversed the roles, right. mm-hmm. it would be really scoop, like creepy. So yeah. we'll yeah. put that there. But while you were sleeping, Bridget Jones' diary uh, with... There's so many problematic things about that. The fact that she's 140 pounds and they're calling her fat, I was so yeah. upset. I was so upset. As a girl who has never been, you know, as an adult, mm-hmm. you know, small. But I'm like, what? What's mm-hmm. happening? Why are they saying this? Um, and the fact that she could find love and being used by Hugh Grant, which apparently he, uh, he and um, Renee Zellweger, is that her name? Uh, still are friends. Oh, good. And that's the only, quote, uh, female co-worker, co-star he's been friends with and been able to keep in touch with. Oh. So which has a, I think says a lot about him. We'll just leave it <laughs> at that. Um, and again, another one, Love Actually. Yeah. And I know whew, it is a heated debate about liking yeah. or not liking this. I actually yeah. do enjoy it. I'm not going to lie. I'm a huge Liam Neeson fan. And mm-hmm. that this is kind of one of the things that made me love it so much. And I do mm-hmm. love Emma Thompson's character. Uh, I think she's fantastic in anything she does, honestly. Uh, and then I watch The Holiday uh, mm-hmm. still. I still can't get past the Jack Black bit being the main guy, <laughs> but whatever. Uh, outside of that, I really love Kate Winslet. She was just adorable, and her relationship with the older gentleman, adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, Harry Potter, I consider a Christmas movie, and I, I like it because they're like, Happy Christmas, Harry. Yeah. Happy Christmas. <laughs> uh, of course, it's gone, kind of gone down on my list as of recent, but, you know, White mm-hmm. Christmas, which actually does pass Bechtel test, barely, right. but is very problematic in the film in itself and the actors in it. We know this. Yeah. Um, I also love Elf. That's one of the actually recent modern holiday movies that I still will watch. Like, typically, I yeah. won't watch any of them. This, outside of the romantic comedy, obviously. Um, this one I really did love, and I, I enjoy it. All the time, like I'm like, yeah, I must watch it again. Apparently, they're about to do a fundraiser with them. Oh, for really? The, yeah, for the Georgia Senate race. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. People, okay. people were pulling out the big guns. Um, yeah. And just to put this out there, it's twelve ten, so it's already happened. Yeah, I think. 10th. Yeah. yeah. So just put that there. Um, and I definitely have some family traditions, and some of them were really traumatic. Uh, mm, I watched the movie like a, the a Walton's Christmas. It left me traumatized. Like, my dad is, loves the Waltons. Very religious, like, a little yeah. house on the prairie, dates, like, type mm-hmm. of thing. But some of the things on it is, like, just the poor family trying to get it together, you yeah. know, and being together. And that's the whole thing. But they go through so many sad things that I can't get past that. Yeah. I can't get past rough. that. It makes me really sad. And Prancer. Also really oh, yeah. bad because this is this like very loud girl who lost her mom and is just wanting Christmas to happen and has an absent father who's trying to get it together and she's going to send her off with her aunt. Like it's just, oh my God, thinking about it, it makes me really sad and having anxiety. Like I definitely yeah. have moments of like, why did I watch this as a kid? These are yeah. awful. And I felt yeah. that way as a kid, by the way. I still hate those movies. Yeah. Um, but it plays in our house. Sorry, Dad, I love you. Um, <laughs> but then we also watched all of the CBS specials. Uh, mm-hmm. which is, as you said, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, which is the claymation, yeah. and Santa Claus is coming to town. Both mm-hmm. 
really problematic if you watch it now. Yeah, You're like, yeah. ooh. Uh, but then also Frosty the Snowman and Charlie Brown Christmas, which turns very religious, becomes very religious. But Charlie Brown has always been kind of a part of my childhood because also mm-hmm. the great pumpkin Charlie Brown was part right. of what I watched, um, as well as the Thanksgiving Day one. Like, you mm-hmm. know, they had all of it, of course. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, like you, my uh, the Santa Claus was on my list because my dad mm-hmm. loved, loved, Love like I can. They quote that movie to each other. Oh wow! My really? family will because they love it so much. <laughs> and then one of my favorites that I always forget about but always love is Ernest Saves Christmas. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. It's so good. Yeah. I loved that as a kid. I loved the Ernest movies. I haven't seen yeah. it since you know elementary school probably, but when, that it hit me right, and I loved him. <laughs> oh my god! I watched it. Not too long ago, like not recently, but maybe the last three or four years because I, I was on or it was on like one of the uh, streaming networks. And I was like, oh my God, I have to watch this. And I haven't heard anything bad about the actor and I really hope that still yeah, holds. Sure. Um, other than he was a really heavy smoker. But like, but he loved children and he loved the shows. Because I did, I watched All That Goes to Camp, I Scared yeah. Stupid. I loved, mm-hmm. I loved Ernest. And of course, I do love uh, his Jingle Bells rendition, which is what I sing, which is only saying <laughs> Jingle Bells the entire time. <laughs> Easy. Yeah, he's so great. And the oh, Christ- oh Christmas tree. Also, it was just oh Christmas tree the entire time. See? Simple. Best simple, songs. Simple. Um, I have a very funny memory of me and my older, my, my little brother at the like candlelight lighting service um, when we were, I, I was probably in college and he was in high school and we both started the uh, carol too soon, like loudly. And not only that, we got the words wrong. <laughs> it was really embarrassing. <laughs> Those are the best times. Oh, wow. We in our, our church that my parents went to, it has like 20 members. It's really small. So oh, yeah. if you make a it mistake. It was very obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of, we wanted to talk about some holiday traditions. So one thing we do in my family that I don't think is too common is we do a picking turkey, which is the night before uh, Christmas Eve. We make a smaller turkey, and you just, like, pick at it. Um, oh, and it, literally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because p- people in my house, like, the, the leftovers go fast, listeners. It's yeah. it's amazing how fast it's all gone. Um, in fact, that sweet potato casserole that the recipe I gave on our uh, holidays episode recently, they asked for two this year. Ooh. Two. Two. Um, we, we used to do a... Um, Christmas Eve, we would go to a movie on Christmas Eve and every year the Who Got to Pick It changed. And this is the source of contention in my family still because one year my older brother chose Star Trek Nemesis when he knew I was terrified of aliens. And I very much remember that. Um, uh, we used to read Twas the Night Before Christmas. Like my mom would read it aloud before we went to bed. Um, these days my mom and I do Bloody Marys while we get out the Christmas decorations, which is nice. Uh, we wear the silly hats on Christmas Day. We usually watch Christmas Story on Christmas Day. Um, and then we sit around a bonfire log and talk for hours and look at the stars, um, which is one of my favorite things. And I do have a tradition of carefully choosing the last movie I see in a year and the first movie I see in the new year, which has backfired on me before because one time I was limited to what was on an airplane. Uh... So I watched The New Mummy with Tom Cruise. But when I got back, I watched The Old Mummy, which I love to make up for Right. Which I watched last night. I'm not going to lie. Oh, really? Uh, And I know, I think, didn't you say a listener sent an email uh, suggesting that? 
Yes, for Feminist Movie Friday. Uh-huh. I'm down for that. Just, just oh, to put I that out too. there. Uh, I feel like that should be a thing that we should watch because I still love it to this day. They did mm-hmm. Brendan wrong. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, not surprisingly for us, we actually do the Twas the Night Before Christmas as well. That didn't happen yeah. until after I grew up, though. So the, she did, my mother does it more for the grandkids, and mm-hmm. she's got a beautifully like crafted book, so it was really pretty. Uh, but our other traditions are uh, very religious because, right. as I've talked about before, my family is very religious, and so our traditions always included the telling of the Baptist Christmas story. I feel like I have to be very specific. Uh, from the Bible, from the, the chapter of Luke, if you're familiar Aye. with it, um, and a long round of carols in which my family harmonizes to. Uh, I will say my family is fairly, uh, very musically gifted, and they have been singing together for a long time. So one of the traditions is that we sing, and then it becomes a whole thing in theatrics, right. and I'm trying to keep up. Uh, but uh, the children are obviously the main focus because there's a lot of grandkids and step-grandkids and kids that I don't know where they came from kids. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, they are the most excited. Typically, they sit and pick out their favorite songs to sing and sit in the middle of the room, reminiscing about uh, reminiscing with the adults about past holidays. And they all eventually get their toys and will, of course, tear into them because they're yeah. so excited. And the adults would sit and watch, which writing this out made it sound creepy. Not going to lie. Yeah. yeah sure. <laughs> and literally, we're sacrificing the children to give us, yeah. you know, make us feel sentimental, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it is kind of, it is sweet to see the kids uh, getting excited. Yeah. Sometimes I get really annoyed because some of them are spoiled, but I think I yeah. say that as, yes, people deserve to get what they want and what they need. And, and being in like past social services, I'm like, y'all are getting too much. Right. <laughs> sure. sure. And maybe I'm a little jealous because I was like, I didn't get this when I was growing up. We were limited oh, to the yeah. Sears catalog for fifty dollars. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you remember the Sears catalog? Oh, when oh. the Christmas catalog came in. Oh, it was a big deal. Oh, so it big was deal. a big deal. Yeah. I used to do. I would sit and I would shake the presents and I would write down my guess. And it annoyed my parents so much that they started boxing like boxes and boxes so I couldn't figure out yeah. things. Uh, I would have done that. I did that yeah. for uh, presents. I would do like add a rock to it. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that's smart. That's smart. I'll keep that in mind. Just say it. Um, so we did want to talk about friend traditions specifically, too. Um, so in my friend group, we usually do, in, in my like high school friend group that is still in touch, we usually do a weird white elephant where we give each other strange cheap gifts or things that we found. Um, and in the past, I've received a big bird ornament with the legs broken off, which I adore, by the way. <laughs> um, a ring with a penny on it that uh, one day my dream is to punch somebody while I'm wearing it to give them a the taste of the old Lincoln justice. Like, I hope it leaves an imprint. Yes. Um, and then she's giving, of course, I've talked about that a lot. Uh, usually an exchanging of pies. Wait, Christmas you exchange pies? Oh, yeah. Can I be a part of that? The pie exchange? Yes, sure. please. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, you know, the thing is, though, I feel like I've been typecast. Like, everybody has this one pie they want. I'm like, I want it. Let me make my own. Let me experiment. You can experiment all you want. Like, I want, like, I will say I made a chocolate pie this year, which I meant to put pictures up, and I will. Um, It wasn't great. I found Mm. my mistakes, and I'm going to have to, including the crust, of course. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, well, I'll keep you in mind. Next bike change. Um, Normally, we go Christmas bar hopping. Obviously, that's not happening this year. Um, and normally I do see like a lot of movies around this time. Um, and a lot of friends that I don't see very often, like we'd meet at a movie theater that's central to us and see a movie. 
And that was always fun. Um, and I'm, we're trying to find ways to keep these traditions alive. And we'll, I think we can do them safely, but uh, we'll see. That's no, the whole thing. Uh, and I'm not going to lie. I seriously miss doing things for the holidays with my friends. Uh, we typically do a friends give us is what we mm-hmm. call it, uh, gathering, which would include the Thanksgiving and Christmas traditions because uh, our schedule would be so cram-packed that we didn't right. have time to do two things, so we'd just put it all together. Um, and we would sit, drink, and be merry. And of course, uh, we would also do a white elephant gift as well. And then our friend, just recently, because he's a genius, added the uh, memes ornament. So you come, oh. pick out your favorite meme, print it out, and make it into an ornament to put onto their tree. And oh, they would have cool. a mean tree. Uh, yeah. And I, I'm like, oh, my God. I was never good at it. I was like, yeah, whatever. I'll just come and hang out. Anything artsy, I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm just going to hang out. <laughs> but it's such a great idea. And I will say, yeah. the pressure of having creative friends is hard to compete with them and their awesome gifts. And, of course, trying to exchange thoughtful gifts. Like, that's definitely yeah. one of the things that I used to be really good at and I've gotten less good at. Is that the word? Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm just tired. Here, I have some money. <laughs> I take money. I never turn down money. <laughs> right. Well, no, that's not true. Um, <laughs> well, and I do think that that is a part of my favorite thing. So when I do know someone so well, I get excited yeah. about giving them their gifts. That that's mm-hmm. really, really what I love to do. And gift giving is a skill. It is. It is a it whole is. skill. You know what? And several of our listeners who send us things and let us know over these things, they do a great job. Yeah. Uh, yes. I will speak like Jamie, one of our wonderful listeners, who a good friend of ours. She does mm-hmm. a great job of sending us like care packages. And I'm like, how do yeah. you know me so well? Because you listen. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, but she does. She does a great job. So thank you, Jamie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and of course, there's always typically an ugly sweater party. Mm-hmm. And I bought one ugly sweater from a Walmart. Don't hate me. I was really desperate. There was nothing mm-hmm. in, available anywhere that I didn't want to pay $50 for. Sure. Um, that I wear. And it's just like literally a sweatshirt that has something ironed onto it. I'm thinking, if I remember correctly, it's a tree with a cat on it, I think. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but I was like, you know what? I did it. There you go. You did it. Um, and then I guess I'll be wearing that alone in my house as my own oh. little Ugly you sweater should party. Take a picture. You should take a picture and post it. I want to see it. Oh no. <laughs> Whoa. We do have some more of our favorite things to talk about, but first we have a quick break for a word from our sponsor. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This podcast is brought to you by Kim Crawford Wines. Life is busy. There are so many things on your to-do list with so little time to do them. And you're always thinking about others' needs before thinking of your own. Trust me, we understand. 
Kim Crawford does too. That's why they're inviting you to experience Golden Hour, your chance to reclaim your time and laugh with your favorite people, play your favorite song on repeat, gaze outside your window and daydream about your wildest dreams, or celebrate your victories. No matter the moment, you can savor it all with a chilled glass of New Zealand's finest. As the number one ranked Sauvignon Blanc in the U.S., Kim Crawford has classic aromas of lifted citrus, tropical fruit, and crushed herbs to help you stay in a golden hour state of mind. Because golden hour is more than just time, it's whenever you want to savor amazing. Visit KimCrawfordWines.com to learn more. That's KimCrawfordWines.com to find Kim Crawford Wine near you. Savor amazing. For those 21 and over, please savor responsibly. Constellation Imports, Rutherford, California. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. And we wanted to talk about food. Yes. Yes. Um, so we, we broke this down since food is so important to the holidays and to us. We broke it down into two categories. And one is to make. So I do love the gingerbread cookies and sweet potato casserole that I shared on that previous episode. But I also love making the dressing, which I found a really good cauliflower vegan, vegetarian one. It was not vegan, vegetarian. Um, and as a peace offering to my mom, when I didn't come home for Christmas a few years ago, I made one of her favorite, very expensive things, which is called Crab West Indies. Um, and now I'm like roped in and we do that every year. Um, I actually have a pretty delicious homemade cranberry sauce recipe. And my dad used to make ambrosia, which I mentioned because it's a food that literally evades definition. Like I could ask anybody what ambrosia is and they will tell me something different from the next person. And there's no commonalities almost. I love, love, love that. You can see our episode over on Savor for more on that one. Yeah, I keep thinking it's a flower. No. Every time someone says that, I'm like, what? It's a it's a fruit soup in my family, yes. but it, that's not what it is for a lot of people. Um, and um, if you want any of those recipes, seriously, I will share them with you. I am down to share. And uh, you, yeah, if you want to know more about any of these things, we've done a lot of these topics over on Saver, so you can go check that out. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I think. Yeah, I don't really cook. So the thing about my tradition is that it, in our house, uh, when it comes to food. Typically, my mother and, again, the women that are married. I don't know why, but this is how it's always gone. The women that are married are the ones that do it. So for the longest time, it was just my mother when it was us and, uh, like, intimate family. Mm -hmm. And then if it was not our intimate family uh, and we, like, all of the bigger cousins, aunts, uncles, whatever, which we used to do, it was all the married women who would bring foods and be in charge of foods. So very, very, yeah. Whatever. Um, <laughs> so as of recently, uh, it's 
changed. Uh, and I got kind of a little bit bitter about it because <laughs> as a single person, I don't do all these celebrations. And I understand yeah. completely that I really can't be bitter because by this point, my mother and the rest of the family that are married and tied down have done all of this traveling and have done all of this cooking for all of these different gatherings that I was like, oh, yeah, I don't do that. I just have the one main family thing. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's become less and less of a thing. Um, yeah. And my mother's also decided that she doesn't want to do traditional anymore. Maybe like oh, one really? time she said because she's so tired of those types of foods by uh-huh. that point that she wants something changed. So one year it was like American Italian style with lasagna. Another mm-hmm. year I think she made meatloaf and some things. And then another year she did sandwiches. That was <laughs> okay. it. And sandwiches and chips. And I was like, what? But she typically makes a really beautiful cake. Uh mm-hmm. For my sister, because her birthday is always the day after Christmas. So oh, she's a, she's yeah. the one of those babies. So we do have that. Um, <laughs> I always thought that was really weird. But because I've become more demanding, I think, mm-hmm. as I get older, um, I actually, my sister does an amazing chicken and dumplings recipe, which, by the way, um, I have now and now I make it. And I made it the other day. My partner has never eaten chicken and dumplings. Do you know what, what I mean by chicken and dumplings, oh, the southern yeah. dish? Okay. Like, of he course. honestly thought I was making dumplings stuffed like stuffed dumplings, oh, like yeah. you know, that type of tradition. And yeah. I was like, what? Because he no. was very confused when he saw into my pot, mm-hmm. like dough balls. You know? Right. <laughs> and right. then the, he was like, what is this? And I was like, what do you mean what is this? This is chicken and dumplings. You knew I was making this. He's like, wait, you don't stuff the dump? What right. did you stuff it with? And so there was the whole conversation. Who, by the way, he's from Georgia, Florida, South Carolina. Yeah, right, right, right. So he should, of course, his, his dad, they did live in Pennsylvania for a little while, but I'm still like, you've been around long enough. Right. Yeah. But he's never had it before. Terrible. Can you believe that? Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> recipe is simple. And because I do like uh, my dumpling, it's really dense. Mm-hmm. I like it to stick to the roof of my mouth. I love yeah. it. Um, that that's how I make it. And that's why her simple recipe is, is really great. And, and, as the season comes along, I've really gotten into soup. So I think that's my new yeah. tradition with food is just to make as many soups as possible. I'm going to tell you what. I just found the best potato soup recipe. It's pretty much bacon soup with potatoes. That's what I've discovered. Yeah. And I that love it. Good. That sounds good. I traditionally make, because, yeah, I grew up in the South as well. And so we do the Southern, uh, like, pork Black Eyed Peas turnips. Mm-hmm. And I, I started making a soup for that because I normally don't spend that with my family anymore. Right. Um, but I still want that thing. Yeah. And I've already, I got the ingredients for it. I am ready. Um, so we did want to talk about only seasonal foods that were our favorites. Mine is gingerbread. I love gingerbread. Yeah. Um, my mom and I usually get one of the holiday Starbucks flavors early on the early in the morning on our Black Friday to fuel our shopping. Obviously, we did not do that this right. year, but that is a thing. Um, our friend and coworker here, Alex makes a really boozy eggnog modeled after George Washington's recipe that I adore and I'm making on my own this year. Um, and Yeah, I was not an eggnog person until I tried that one. I was like, oh, this is good. I like this. Oh, so you're making his recipe? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You going to make me some? Y- you want in? I can yeah, already tell. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Because, man, I came in for that last year. It was so good. It's good. Uh, and I'm like... I. I would love some more because I don't mm. love eggnog either, but that was, he did an amazing job. And I was like, yeah. I need five of these. Where are these? Because he brought yeah. them in the cute little like uh, mason jars. Small I was like, mason jars, let me, yeah. let me have those. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I want in. I want in. Uh, so my friend who runs a small Puerto Rican restaurant uh, here in Atlanta has a tradition of making coquito, which is similar mm. to eggnog and it's 
quite yummy and delicious. Uh, and I think he, when it's made for friends, I think he makes it extra boozy. It's mm-hmm. delightful. Um, mm-hmm. And I have to say, starting around Halloween, there are candies and releases, like different food things that are specific to this time of year that I love. And one of them is the Hershey's Candy King Kisses, which I try to make you try, I know, even yeah. though you're allergic to peppermint. I was like, it's fine. Just take it. <laughs> yeah, you did. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, which I don't even like kisses or most of the Hershey's brand uh, candies. But for some reason, this candy makes me so excited. I'll buy bags and bags and bags and save it mm-hmm. because I love it. Um, and there's always a tradition of me buying whatever the Reese's version is. So typically, like, yeah. right now it's Christmas trees, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I buy that as well as, uh, if you want the larger version, the Santa. And I buy them for my dad specifically because I remember looking at their stocking and they had nothing in them. And so mm-hmm. I felt it was my duty to put, because all of my stockings always had candies, typically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like it was my duty to give. And my mom would get, like, pecan log roll thingies, pecan candies. She loves, like, turtles yeah. and such. So that that was my, <laughs> like, tradition. Oh, yeah. That's that's a pretty good one. That's a pretty good one. Um, well, we have some more favorites we want to cover. But first, we got one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This podcast is brought to you by Kim Crawford Wines. Life is busy. There are so many things on your to-do list with so little time to do them. And you're always thinking about others' needs before thinking of your own. Trust me, we understand. Kim Crawford does too. That's why they're inviting you to experience Golden Hour, your chance to reclaim your time and laugh with your favorite people, play your favorite song on repeat, gaze outside your window and daydream about your wildest dreams, or celebrate your victories. No matter the moment, you can savor it all with a chilled glass of New Zealand's finest. As the number one ranked Sauvignon Blanc in the U.S., Kim Crawford has classic aromas of lifted citrus, tropical fruit, and crushed herbs to help you stay in a golden hour state of mind. Because golden hour is more than just time, it's whenever you want to savor amazing. Visit KimCrawfordWines.com to learn more. That's KimCrawfordWines.com to find Kim Crawford Wine near you. Savor amazing. For those 21 and over, please savor responsibly. Constellation Imports, Rutherford, California. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through six X visit tomboyx.com. 
And we're back, thank you, sponsor. And we wanted to talk about holiday music, some of our favorites there. Mine is definitely Ukrainian Bell Carol. I like the intense Trans-Siberian Orchestra one. That should surprise no one who knows me well. I like imagining it to a fight scene, which is very Christmassy, right? Mm -hmm. um, I do like the Grinch and rocking around the Christmas tree. What child is this? But I will say I, I was in marching band in school, and a lot of Christmas songs have been ruined for me. I also did work Black Friday, so that helped too um, because of playing them way too much or listening to them way too much. Do you hear what I hear? Never again. If I hear that song, I'm out. I'm leaving. I don't care. <laughs> uh, I will say, like, I think it was right before, no, it was right after uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas music started playing. And I have, yeah, and I have an uh, adverse reaction. And I'm like, why? <laughs> oh, Give you know, me more time. Because the reason that I'm thinking about this is about a boy. I always think of it as a Christmas so uh, movie, too. Again, uh -huh. a new, another Hugh Grant. Who knew I was such a huge Grant film? Like, uh, so it's uh, a Hugh, huge Grant, Hugh film. Grant film. <laughs> like, I didn't think I was, but I guess maybe I am. Uh, mm -hmm. I really like that. But the reason I thought about that is because he has the scene where he hears his father's hit, which is a mm -hmm. Christmas carol. He made millions of dollars off of it. And he hears yeah. it and he's like, no. Like, that's his reaction. <laughs> yeah. And that is my reaction to Christmas songs in public places. And I'm like, what the hell? Uh, yeah. But... I do love some things, and I love that Transbarian Orchestra version. That's the one with the little girl, right? That uh, meets up with the conductor. That's the video. Yeah. Oh, she's like manically like going after it. I love mm -hmm. love that one. Um, and I'm also a big fan of Mariah Carey. Mm -hmm. I do love her rendition, which apparently she has some new stuff with yeah. Jennifer Hudson and Ariana Grande. And by the way, she can still hit that whistle high falsetto. No yeah, worries. Yeah. I was I worried about that for a minute. I would try to do Mariah Carey in karaoke. I would die first. Oh, I told you about the time <laughs> I tried to sing her song at a 4-H talent club, right? Oh, dear. It did yes. not go well. Um, <laughs> but I'm very partial to the old school carols like Judy Garland and Bing Crosby, even though I hate yeah. him as a person, and Sinatra. But, and I also have a really special place in my heart for Dolly Parton and Kitty Rogers' album because my dad loved, loved, yeah that album, and yeah. we'd listen to it. And I think it still plays at my parents' house, actually. Mm -hmm. so I, got, I got my mom the Dolly Parton Christmas album for Christmas this year. Because so we were watching the parade, uh, and Dolly Parton was a part of it. And she was like, oh, I love Dolly Parton. And I was like, ha-ha. Yeah, here um, we go. <laughs> yes. Um, and then some of our favorite, we wanted to talk about our favorite Christmas mornings. And mine was when I was nine years old. No question. Easy. Um, I had been campaigning for five years for a dog, which I know now sounds very funny. <laughs> um, uh, this year, I was determined to get one. I made charts and diagrams. I presented them to my family. I sent a letter to Santa Claus with these diagrams. Um, and when Christmas morning finally came, I was so excited. I was so sure this was it. And it was at my grandparents' house, and it came out, and there was this dog, like, cage, like a carrier in the living room. And I, like, went to it, and I opened the door, and there was nothing in there. And I legit almost started crying. I thought it was a joke. Or they were like, here's step one. You know, next year we'll get the dog. And I was trying not to just, like, keep the tears at bay. But then this super sweet white dog with black spots and brown spots, this little puppy, she came and nudged my hand with her nose. And I loved her immediately, and I named her Dizzy with an EY. After the My Little Pony... The EY was because everyone in my family, all my siblings have an EY. Um, and I also got a bike that year. And I would go out with Dizzy and she would chase me on the bike until she got too tired and she'd just fall over. And then she'd regain her strength and chase me again. And that was the best. That was the absolute Aww. best. So that's the only dog you ever loved, huh? <laughs> I'm dead inside ever since. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, you know, we've always had traditions with my grandmother 
would call her kids uh, and later grandkids if we were off on our own to yell a very loud Happy Christmas Eve morning is what she would say, even though it wasn't. It was really funny. Um, and that's what Santa brought us, which would be followed by a visit from her and my grandfather to sit with us while we painfully showed them every little thing we got because, of course, yeah. you know, you have to. And and growing yeah. up, we didn't get much as other kids typically did. I remember, I think we've talked about this before, like the shame of coming back like mm-hmm. before school or whatever and then trying to compare and trying to make it sound bigger than what it was. Right. And we yeah. didn't have that much. My mom, it didn't work. It was just my dad. There were four mm-hmm. kids and it was just really a stretch for them. But uh, we'd always get excited to wake up early in the morning and run down to see the presents that uh, Santa did bring, which by the way, I had one of those like shoulder up Barbie doll, like life-size ones oh, where you can yeah. play with the hair. I did yep. get one of those because yeah. uh, I thought I was going to be a cosmetologist. <laughs> I don't know yeah. why. Um, but it, it's a little different for me as these weird tradition of a fat man coming down my chimney to bring me presents to, you know, bringing presents to all the quote, good boys and girls. It was mm-hmm. never a thing when I lived in the orphanage. You know, I was seven right. when I came here and celebrating Christmas was altogether different, obviously. Yeah. But to have all of a sudden being told because you've been good, because you get this, you can right. have this. It was a weird phenomenon. Um and I, I think that's part of the reason I don't love Christmas because it never made sense. And sure. it just sounded like it just made me question a lot of things about what is this practice? Yeah, sure. <laughs> but, you know, I definitely wouldn't turn on a new toy. Definitely <laughs> not. I will definitely take that new toy. And I think like the other part was that, as we mentioned earlier, the Sears book. Dude, mm-hmm. when that Christmas catalog came, yeah. I was ready. Oh. Flagging oh. everything, giving specific numbers, getting price mm-hmm. ranges. I was ready. Oh, yeah. That's a fun memory that this oh. one has brought back. And also, I forgot about the whole showing your grandparents everything. We yeah. had to do that, too. It's like a whole, like, hour-plus-long yes. thing. <laughs> they sit down with that coffee, and you and I know they, yeah. they were just as like, do we have to do this again? Like, <laughs> <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> um, we also want to talk about other favorite memories, and one of mine is from a, a while back, my uncle... I just died and my dad was struggling with cancer. Um, So it was like, you know, the weight. There was a weight over this holiday. And that year when we woke up on Christmas morning, it was snowing and sticking and like a lot of it. And we're in Georgia. So I know people in the North are like, so. But here that's like, oh, wow. I think this happened twice in my life. Um, And so we all got bundled up and walked outside in the snow and we made snow people and had snowball fights and just enjoyed each other's company. And it felt like one of those like very wholesome family things that we would see in these holiday movies we loved but couldn't necessarily do. Um, And then I also have a really funny memory of one Christmas when our pipes burst at our house. So we didn't get to eat until 4 p.m. and we usually eat at 1 p.m. And People know if they listen to my other show, Saber. I usually get slowly day drunk on these holidays. <laughs> and I was drunk. And I I ate way too much. And I fell asleep, like, on the floor, clutching my stomach in pain while everyone was watching holiday movies. And my family does not miss any chance to bring that up. Never. Um, right, right, rightfully so. <laughs> Drink responsibly, eat responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and a few years ago, my brothers and I had a huge blowout fight. And my mom and I, she'd never done a tequila shot. And it was 3 a.m. and I taught her how to do a tequila shot. And then I flew to South Africa. But this is where the silly hats rule came from. After that, she instituted everyone has to wear a silly hat. You know, I I wish that we could have alcohol because my Mm. parents do not drink at all and never have, never kept it in the house. But at the same time, I could only imagine 
as we are very nice to each other and very calm and don't speak to each other uh, except for like a little jab here and there and quickly like dissipates, I could not imagine if alcohol was involved. So, because we are definitely, yeah, opposites in many ways. But uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, and one of the traditions growing up for me, after my older sister got married, which by the way, so by the time I got there, by the time my sister got married, was very short. So I didn't really get a really close relationship, but we definitely got to spend some time. I think she was like 16 and she got married mm-hmm. young and left the home. Um, mm-hmm. So after they left the house, we had a tradition where everybody came through on Christmas Day so mm-hmm. for a Christmas dinner. So we wouldn't do any of the present opening or that until later that evening. So it kind of like prolonged Christmas for me. So it was really lovely because, you know, you still had a few presents there uh, waiting to be opened at the end of the day. Um, and at that night, instead of people going home, all of the family would stay, all of them. Whether so, because also at that point we had a foster family that had grown up with my parents, and so they brought their extended, like their children and all the extended family too. Uh, they would come and stay, and we would all get in our pajamas and would stay up playing games and sitting and visiting. And I think this is the only rare time we actually played board games together. So we'd play like categories and life, mm-hmm. all of that, which we talked yeah. about before. And around 2 a.m., we would do a late slash obviously very early breakfast that included some kind of like cube steak. And when I say cube steak, it's like that uh, chopped yeah. up steak that's in flour, um, homemade biscuits, and sausage gravy. Yes, we are very country. We were very country, (laughs) and it was delicious. Sometimes it would be venison, and I could not eat that because it was Mm. actually like they went hunting and brought it back, and that was too much for me. But Mm. uh, that would also translate to morning time of having eggs, fresh eggs, and then whatever was left over. So I always loved that tradition. I thought that was so sweet and sentimental and like the first time we were actually hanging out like a family instead of being just uh, in our own world. Hmm. Well, I love that. That sounds so so lovely. Um, and I'm sure anyone listening, I genuinely adore hearing these stories. I do too. Because they're so they tell so much about a person and where they came from, where they grew up, and their family, and 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 people that care about them, and um, just everyone has these little unique things, and I adore that. So, listeners, if you have favorites you want to share, or how you're Continuing those favorites this year during a pandemic or starting what will hopefully be new favorites. Um, please send them to us. We really, really do love getting messages from you. Our email is stuffmediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can also find us on Instagram at Stuff Mom Never Told You or on Twitter at MomStuffPodcast. Thanks as always to our super producer, Andrew Howard. Happy holidays. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This podcast is brought to you by Kim Crawford Wines. Kim Crawford invites you to savor amazing with a chilled glass of New Zealand's finest, named in the Wine Spectator Top 100 list four times. Every sip of Kim Crawford Sauvignon Blanc is filled with tropical fruit flavors like passion fruit and citrus to help you experience golden hour how you see fit. Visit KimCrawfordWines.com to learn more and find Kim Crawford Wine near you. Savor amazing. For those 21 and over, please savor responsibly. Constellation Imports, Rutherford, California.
This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. 